Welcome back, guys, to the uh, to a rather solemn Damn Right Sports podcast today. I have just arrived home. Well, not just arrived home. I actually had to cool off a little bit. Um, I'm exaggerating a tad there, but what a disappointing match that was against Saracens. Um, just put a bit of context in for you guys. I have been a Bristol fan my whole life. I watched them play at the Mem uh, down in the down in the Championship. I watched them go up and I've watched them go down. I've watched them thrive, I've watched them fail. And coming off the past two seasons, it's been really great to watch Bristol do well and get some recognition that they deserve as you know, as a top side. You know, finishing first in the Premiership last year in the league, it's a great feeling. Um and I'm not gonna hear from extra fans talking about how we buy all our players. That's a separate issue for a separate day. This is about the match. Um and coming into today, I looked at our team sheet and I looked at that Saracens D team is what I phrased it to many people as. Because you look at their team, how many notable players you got in there? Four, five? You know, Ben Earl recently obviously just left Bristol. Um, ben Earl, Benny Vanapola, Nick Tompkins. I mean, Joe Simpson on the bench. Uh, they're really, obviously, there's a few more. Lazowski at 10, but there really weren't that many name players in that Saris lineup. And I was coming to thinking they've been in the championship, they've been away, they haven't played any super high level rugby. And those who have, you know, when I first looked at that team sheet, I saw, I thought, where's Farrell? Where's Daly? You know, where's all this? I even looked at our team sheet, well, where's Sinclair? You know, where's Semi Randrandra? I believe Semi um, is on a 10. I could be wrong about this, but I know for at the Sinclair and Farrell and Daly, they're all on their 10 week rest from the Lions tour. Um, which actually worked. Uh, coming into the match, I thought that would really work out well for us and not work out well for Sarri. So, as I said, their team looked a bit light. Um, and I thought on our team, you know, losing Sinclair, um, you know, Lahif can do a job for you at Tyad. Um, but we'll get on to individual player ratings in, in, in just a bit. Um, and I looked at the Sarri's team and I went, we've really got the beat in this side. I thought they haven't played us before. And even when they have played us, like in years previous, when we actually have beat them before. We we beat, Sa- I don't know if you guys remember this, Sarri's away. We did beat them a couple of years ago when we were in that black and white kit. I think that was one of the first years of us being the Bears. It might have even been the first year. They haven't played the Bristol of the free-flowing, exciting Pat Lamb rugby we're all used to. Speaking of Pat Lamb, signed on until 2028. Is that a sneaky move um, by Steve Lansdowne? Because there's a lot of talk about Pat Lamb getting that England job. Maybe getting the Wales job, maybe getting the Ireland job. You know, maybe not the Wales job, but you know, getting a job at international level, which he deserves because he's a fantastic coach. Is that a sneaky move from Lansdowne? I've, you know, he's thinking I've just signed on a massive contract. If you want him, you come and buy him. You know, if you you've got to buy him out for a couple million quid. Um, but I thought that's great to see. I looked at the lineup, and we'll go through it now. Jake Woolmore, Harry Thacker, Max Laheef, Ed Holmes, Chris Vui, Stephen Lewatua, Dan Thomas. Nathan Hughes, or as I call him, Nathan Huge, a uh, shocking banter, but no, I don't actually call him that. Andy Uren at nine, uh, Callum Sheedy, Yoan Lloyd out wide on the wing, Alapati Leua, Piers O'Connor, Niadi Aloken, Charles Pietau, Will Capon, Jake Armstrong, Jan Thomas, Dave Atwood, Jake Heenan, Harry Randall, Sam Bedlow, and the youngster Jack Bates. Um, I looked at that side and I went, Genuinely, there's only a couple of positions that I think would be changed for it to be our strongest, strongest 11. I'd probably move Pierce to 12, put Semi in at 13. Um, probably bring Sinclair in at tight head. Uh, and I'd maybe start Atwood. 
and that genuinely might be our strongest team. Maybe start Randall as well, but I understand why they started Jiren. He's been so reliable. He was such a fantastic player last year. He really won us some of those games, the games where we went down late, um, and he managed to you know keep that team alive because he, he is a fantastic player, as Andy Jiren. But I looked at that team, looked at their team, and I went, short, like, come on, we got the. this would be a great way to start the season. It's Saracens. You know, let's take out Saracens. And if we beat them, I know everyone would say, oh, it was a Saracens, like, you know, second team or whatever. Um, but I think it's still Saracens. But I'll go through mid-match. I was writing down some some of the notable points from each player. And I'll just go through them. Jake Wilmore, he had, he had, a, he had a solid game. I think the scrum was all right. I think the scrum was pretty decent. But there weren't any massively notable points for him. But, you know, solid game. I really like Jake. I think he's, I think he's a quality loose head. Because uh, all the all the as I say inverted commas here, uh, big names in the uh, in the prop positions are in at tight head, you know, with with Sinclair and, and John Afoa. but and I think Jake Warman really holds up his own at, at loose head, so got to love that for him. Uh, Thacker, what a player! Coming off that neck injury last year, you look at the team. I'll talk about the little cape on burn sort of Thacker issue we got here, because. When Thacker went out with that neck injury, I went, right, Will Capon, I really like the lad. I think around the park, he gives you so much. He gives you serious effort. He's great in the tackle. He's great at the breakdown. Um, but his set piece is just a little bit weaker than some people might like, might like it to be. In comes Brian Byrne. Fantastic set piece. Not as much around the park as Capon gives you. Um, but then Capon's set piece started to get a little bit better. And Byrne started to give him more around the park. And I thought, wow, we're going to struggle picking a... Uh, a hooker at this point because they're both getting better and then you remember that Thacker's coming back and we all know how good Thacker is he used to be obviously used to be a seconds player Se seconds player a sevens player you know he's he's electric um and he comes back towards the end of last year and he he, he plays he plays well he doesn't like the world like he used to in those few games he came back today he was absolutely spectacular he was genuinely incredible to watch like there was a certain moment with his line out clear out like he threw the ball then he got round so fast Another one of these blokes, too small to play rugby. I'm upset already, but he was one of those blokes. And he was just absolutely electric. Uh, his line out and then the clear out leads to a penalty I've got here. He's just so good around the park because his set piece is fantastic. And he's so good around the park, which eliminates the issues that you might have had with some of the other players. Thacker, fantastic game. Can't fault him one bit. Came off a little bit early, but I understand why he did it because he put in 150%, you know, bring Capon on. Um, Max Lahiva, tight head. I like to think of Lahiva as a bit of a... A bit of a kind of a new age of prop because you look at props nowadays, especially you know a couple of years back. A bit, you know, he's seriously muscly and built. That man's got abs. There aren't that many props with abs these days. There really aren't. Um, and it, it's great to see. I like the heap a lot. He's obviously he's good fun on the interviews. Um, you know, talking to his ancestors and all that, <laughs> all that good stuff. Uh, he had a solid game. Ed Holmes, he was fantastic in the lineout today. I think he had. A, I think he actually had a really good game. I know some people might have preferred to have seen Atwood starting. I was one of those people. I came into the game saying, would I rather have Atwood starting? Yes. But then you think about the fact that if you can have Atwood on for half an hour, 25 minutes of absolute electric play, um, that'd be fantastic. And Holmes did really well at the line-out. Chris Vui is my favourite Bristol player, and it's probably not even close. I just absolutely love the man. He's everywhere. He is absolutely everywhere. I also enjoy the fact that Harry Randall brings him as his bodyguard whenever he goes over uh, to take the ball off the other team. I quite enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> but no, Vui, he's just fantastic. Absolute superman. He's got the handles of a bag. He's absolutely lightning quick. We saw that towards the end of last year uh, in one of those COVID games. I, I was at the match. It was one of the first games back from COVID. Um, just to see him running down the wing. He was, he's just a fantastic player. And we, we talk about the best 
the best locks in the world sometimes and we you put throwing names like, like Etzebeth, Luke Diago, they're all fantastic. Put them in the Bears system, they're not gonna do what Chris Vui can do. Like for the Bears system, he's absolutely perfect. He's fantastic. I can't rate him enough. And he's got that versatility he can play at six. Six, Stephen Luatua. Uh you know, captain, fantastic player. He didn't it wasn't the it wasn't the loudest game for him today. I think he was just kind of everywhere, as he always is. Um, nothing hugely notable. But, you know, just a solid game. Definitely not, definitely not a bad game. Just a good game from Luatua. You know, that man came to us at, at New Zealand, you know, all black standard and got better. That's how good he is. You know, I think he's really got a shot. One of best, one of Bristol's best players ever. I think a lot of people would agree with that one. Um, Dan Thomas at seven. Uh, this is also something very positive at the moment, even though the game was pretty... We'll, we'll get on to that after we've done the players, actually. Uh, Dan Thomas at seven. It it is annoying to see Benel back because he back at Saracens because he was fantastic for us last year. He was really good, you know, in that England setup, really getting the high level play. He is fantastic, but it was almost it's such a shame to see a player of Dan Thomas's quality and how good he's been for Bristol. Um, such a shame to see him on the bench last year, and it's love. It's great to see him starting. Not the not the loudest game from Dan Thomas, but yeah, not a bad game by any stretch. Uh, Nathan Hughes, this is seriously the game that I was looking for him to have. I think he played fantastic because we saw him come into that. England set up as this absolute huge monster of a human being. And how tall is he? Six foot three, six foot four, probably eighteen stone, nineteen, you know, twenty stone. Absolute monster. Um, and didn't necessarily thrive in the way that everyone thought he would for England. He wasn't a bad player for England by any stretch of imagination. Comes to Bristol and you saw these patches of absolute gold dust from him, just being an absolute huge a uh, bear, you know, being an being an absolute animal. Um and he played the full 80 today, which we haven't seen him do a lot. We've seen him come off at 50 before, but he had an absolutely monster game. He was fantastic. He was huge in the tackle. He he was everywhere. He really did play. I think I think he played like a six today. He did have some big carries, but he really did play like a number six, um, which is fantastic to see. I, great game from Nathan Hughes, in my opinion. Uh, at nine, Andy Oren, as I, as I mentioned earlier, absolute quality player for Bears last year. He really was fantastic. And... Even when Randall was in that, you know, in the England camp and stuff, and then sadly when he got injured, if you think of a player, Harry Randall's quality getting out, you think, oh, we're in the mud. You've got Andy Wren, who's absolutely fantastic. Today, his kicking wasn't wasn't fully there for a part of it. I think some of those early kicks weren't that great. Um, but he keeps that team alive. And even if he did have a quieter game today, you know, we know how good he is. We know how fantastic he is. What, what a leader he is for that team. Um, at 10, Callum Sheedy. Early on, those three first kicks, wow. The one from the halfway line, he, oh, you look like Elliot Daly. That man was pinning them from the halfway line. He's just got a great boot on him. And you, people talk about that odd kicking technique he's got on the angle, how he bends it to the left, a bit like a football shot, in a sense, where you're trying to like bend it in the top corner. Um, but he was just, I, he, he, had a, he had a really good game with the tee at first. Um, there was a... We'll, we'll get on to that afterwards, but I felt like the creativity wasn't massively there in the attack. They didn't seem like there was. I just I've got written down here like that where there was a lack of like the f the free flowing Bears rugby that we've been seeing for so many years, and especially last year, and we didn't really capture that today. I think that was what our downfall was. I really do because the lack of tries. What well, you know, it wasn't great to watch. To be honest, it was it was quite upsetting. Um, but I, I know we can bounce back. We'll get on to that, like I said, later on. Uh, Yoan Lloyd, he's got to play. He's so talented. He's so young. He's brilliant. It, it must be so frustrating for him being a, being a 10, playing on the wing or playing at fullback. I think he's even played in the centre before. Um, it must be frustrating for him, but he's just... 
you think as a 10 playing out on the wing, you might think, you know, Sheedy goes down. Yoan is straight in there at 10. You know, he's, he's, he's the next man up. And he is not afraid to get in the tackle. Get him out on the wing. He wasn't trying to step around people. He was hitting the contact. And I really respect that about him. Um, yeah, he's really not scared of the, of the tackle. And not, not obviously he wouldn't be. He's a professional rugby player. But this, you might think he might want to try and preserve himself a little bit for when he gets that call up to 10. But no, he was up for it. And I absolutely love that. I, he's such a good player. You have to have him on the pitch. And if that's on the wing, it's on the wing. Um, Speaking of players on the wing, losing Max Malins, that's huge. That's a huge loss. He's a, I've had a much bigger loss than losing Beno because Malins is just absolutely fantastic. Like the players that he's been able to learn under, like at Sarri's, all the amazing players there, like you know Liam Williams. I know Daly hasn't, you know Daly isn't a fullback by trade, but these days he sort of plays there. You know, has done for England. Um, you know Liam Williams, Daly, Charles Peartow, Bristol. He's gonna get so. He's gonna be so good in the future. But it, it, you know, it is sad not to see him. Uh, at 12, Alapati Leo, again, a player who's been moved about. He started on the wing, now he plays in the centre. I like him in the centre. He's big, he's physical, he's quick, he likes the tackle. Uh, a, you know, just a solid game from Patty. Uh, Piers O'Connor at 13, a man who seriously had a shout for like Premiership Player of the Season last year. He really did. I'm just waiting for him to get that England call-up because he seriously deserves it. For a for a, a man who of a slight build like he is, you know, he's not he's not the thickest in the upper body as it were, but he's so strong in the tackle. He is really strong. Um and yeah, I like him at thirteen. I prefer to see him at twelve and see see semi outside him. But again, a, a solid game from Piers. He didn't light it up like he has done a lot last year, but you know, again, it's just his first game of the season, you know. I'm I'm really putting a more positive spin on the game as as I'm talking about it. Uh Adi Alokan at 14. I really like Adi Alokan. Some people aren't huge fans of him. I'm actually a really big fan of him because you, you've seen the electric feet he's got and how quick he is. We've seen that from the stuff at Connor and from what he's played for us. Uh, I like him. He's actually really good in the tackle. There were a couple of times last year. Um, and everyone points to that game against Exeter when, you know, Jack Knoll sort of pushed him over. But he was off balance. He was going the wrong way. That's not his fault. But, you know, he has, hasn't been the strongest in the tackle. He actually looked really quite strong in the tackle today. And I was seriously impressed with that. Uh, and I really like him. I Steven Alago, I want to see him back. I actually haven't done a huge amount of research into where he is. He might be injured. He might be doing what, like, I'm not sure what the situation is. But when you get him back, that'll be fantastic to get him out of the wing because he's one of these players like Semi, like Piertau, who we're going to come on to. He literally creates something like nothing. Speaking of Piertau's losing Ciala is annoying. That man's a leader. Playing 12, he's just quality. He's everywhere. Uh, he's just a go-to guy. That is sad to see him leave the side, as I said. Um... As I said earlier about, you know, Malins and Earl. Uh, 15, Charles Piertel. He's our best player. And I don't think it's close. He's an... A I, I, I've used this phrase quite a bit already on this podcast before, but he's an absolutely ridiculous player. It's, it, he's got the best left-footed step in the world, and I don't think it's close. Again, I think I've said it a lot, but it is true. He literally makes something up. That, that line he made down the pitch was just ridiculous. He ran through, like, four players, and they know that step's coming, because you type in Charles Piertau and you, you see that step, you know it's coming, but he still gets you with it every time. He's just so, so, so good. Um, I love him. I love him so much. Fun fact, actually, when I used to work in a cafe, I made his coffees one morning and had a little chat with him. He was, was a really nice bloke. Uh, just just a huge fan of you, Charles, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, he, he's absolutely crazy player. was annoying to see him go off early, but I, what happened with the subs? Like, I mean, people, I think, I think Yoan went down with a bit of an injury and we ended up with Yuren at fullback. And as much as I love Andy, he's not a fullback. Um, that was a little annoying to see, but, you know, obviously we can't do anything about that. Um, onto the bench, Capon, 
Let's let's okay. We'll come on to Wayne Barnes. That's a separate issue. You see the change in my voice already. We'll come on to Wayne Barnes a bit later. But Capon, I think he had a decent impact when he came on. Uh, Jake Armstrong, you know, he he, he was he was he was solid. He had a, he had a solid game. Um, he sort of came on. We were in a bit of a dire position. It was kind of hard for him to really make an impact. But you know, I really like Jake. Um, he and he and Jake Wilmore actually gave me some scrummaging coaching a couple of years ago, uh, back when I used to play. But um, yeah, they couldn't really help me much, even with all their expertise. But yeah, no solid game. Um, we'll move on. Uh, Jan Thomas, I like Jan. Big fan of Jan Thomas. Um, I think him and Wilmore are interchangeable at the starting position, which I quite like because we've seen them both start and both come on and off. Um, Dave Atwood, quality player. I love him. I re- I'm a such a huge fan of Dave Atwood. He's he's just a he's a one of these players we describe as a bit of a dog sort of thing you describe um sort of these players that they're just they're just in there they're hitting the rucks they're taking carries all day they're making tackles all day he's just a great player jake heenan really didn't get much time on the pitch i think he maybe came on in the late 70s maybe maybe mid mid 70 minutes you know he really didn't have a huge chance to make an impact um so not really much to say about heenan but i really do rate him and he's come on he's, he's come in as captain before or co-captain um I really like Keenan. I think he's a really good addition to that back row. Uh, Harry Randall, absolutely love him. I think everybody in Bristol is a huge fan of Harry Randall. He's so exciting. He he is going to be V9 of the future for England. Um, I know. I mean, there are obviously Alex Mitchell at Saint. He's a fantastic player. There are lots of other really good nines as well. But I think Randall, he he's so quick. He's electric. He's really worked on his pass as well. Because we've seen him do those crazy running plays that a lot of nines can't make happen. But he's really worked in the past and he's really put some control into his game. I am such a huge fan of Harry Randall. Uh, Sam Bedlow, again, didn't really have much of a chance to make a huge impact. Not much to say about him. Uh, Jack Bates, 23. Originally wasn't in the lineup, but then they made the change of Royman. I believe Jack Bates is 18 years old. He's played, I think he was in the England under 18 uh, Six Nations stuff. And he really, for an 18 year old who's making his you know, debut for the for the first team, really did not look out of place. Uh, you know, he hit those tackles hard, he hit the rucks, and it was great. Didn't get to see him a huge amount with ball in hand, which is a bit disappointing. I'd like to see what he's got, uh, you know, for at Ashton Gate, but, you know, just a, a solid debut. Um, let's talk, let's talk about Wayne Barnes. Wayne Barnes is not a hugely liked figure among the Bears fans. You'll know that if you've been to a game before at Ashton Gate when he's, when he's ref, but that Will Capon, the tackle on Will Capon, the two blokes coming in, one with an arm to the face, one with a shoulder to the face, and it was given as it like nothing. It at first, because I, I heard someone behind me in the stands shout about how um, it's a no arms tackle, and I went, "There's an arm there." And then I realised that that arm, or should I say, shoulder, was heading right for his face. The initial contact was made with the shoulder to the face, and. And then I, I really hope I didn't hear Barnes talk about how Capon's led into the tackle. How many times before have we seen a player get low in the tackle and a player's arm just slip down because they've got so low and they've hit them around the thing and they've given them a yellow or they've given them a red because of, um, because of them falling down. I really hope he didn't say that because if he did, there's a huge amount of inconsistencies with the refing. If, that, if they're going to change that for the whole season, that's great because last year, the amount of red cards, the amount of yellow cards was ridiculous. And I just... He just Barnes really did not have a great game. There were a lot of issues. There was a line out issue. I think it was Nicky Sakiwe um, for Saris caught the ball in the line out, fell onto his own player, and it was our fault because like I, I think I think they tried to call it as Vui 
went to take him, uh, took the man in the air, but that really did not happen. <laughs> that did not happen. It was just a really bad call. Also, Barnes making such late calls. There was a point where we were in there. I think we were on there like 10 or something. We were on there 22. We made forward to 10. And then he just calls it back super late. It, it seemed like the play had seriously gone on. It just, it really wasn't great. Um, and also the Saris players. Let's talk about a little bit of sportsmanship here. Just continuously going down. As soon as we gained a bit of momentum, they were on the floor. And could it have been coincidence? Yes. But did it seem like it was often that they were going down as soon as we started gaining some momentum? Getting something going? Yes, it really did. Um, that wasn't great to see, I'll be honest. Um, and just, as I said earlier, just a bit of a lack of creativity within the backs. Um, it just, it just, there wasn't really a huge amount going. Did we get much of the ball, though, in the backs for us to do a huge amount with? No. Will this change? 100%. Like, I do not expect this from us again. And here's the thing. We can look at the team. We can say we're disappointed about the loss. But if you look at the score sheet, if we look at the score sheet in two months' time and we look at the leaderboards, we look at the uh, the league table, sorry, not the leaderboards, we look at the league table and we look at where we are, look at where Saris are, look at where Chiefs are, we'll say, oh, we lost Saris week one. They're Saracens. Even though they had, you know, a weaker side out, They, you're not expected to necessarily whoop Saracens like I think a lot of us thought we were going to. That's what we need to appreciate. Saracens are a top quality side. Even though they've been in the championship, their training is excellent. The players they've got in that squad is excellent. You know, we can't have expected to have gone in there and absolutely whooped them. So I'm almost looking at this a bit of a bittersweet. This is a bit of a reminder that we aren't necessarily the top dogs. Um, and I, I know it will change. Like, things are going to change. We're going to get players back. We're going to get momentum. You know, Pat Lamb's going to turn them around. Because Pat Lamb's one of the best coaches in the world, and we are we are one of the best teams in Europe, and I am, I am confident in that, and I know we're going to see that. Um, it's just going to take us a bit of time, you know. Next week we've got Wasps away, and that is uh, it's going to be not not as a t- as tough a game as Saracens, but we know what can happen in the Premiership. Every team here is here for a reason. They're gonna people are going to cause upsets. We caused upsets many years ago, and now look at the position we're in. You know, Wasps could do the same thing, and the week after that we got Bath at home. That game is going to be huge. That's going to be 27,000 fans. We're going to be completely sold out with the gate, and that's going to be fantastic to watch. Um, just to finish, I think, bit of a disappointing game, but I'm trying to look at the positives. Um, you know, it was... You know, when we get the, you know, the, the superstar props, as it were, in the forms of Sinclair and Jonathan, because Sinclair, he's, Carl Sinclair, he's just fantastic. He's a fantastic rugby player. Uh, you've seen that by how he's played for England, how he played for the Lions. He played, I think he played really well on that Lions tour in the smaller they got to play, because, you know, behind Ty Furlong, it's hard to get a, sh- a shot behind him. Um, it's a bit late for Lions stuff, but I might I might do a little bit of a roundup on the Lions tour. Uh, I am faced with a bit of an issue, though, is that I can only release a certain amount of content um, per month. Um, on Spotify, so I'm gonna have to be careful as to how much, how much I put out and what you know what's gonna be worth it and all. But yeah, that 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 concludes uh, the Bath roundup. Uh, if I think if I had recorded this as soon as I got home from the match, there would have been a bit more of a disgruntled tone towards it. But I'm trying to look at the positives, and there's always next week, and we're gonna come back from it. But yeah, there's definitely I'm definitely gonna do a uh, a pod each week after the bet after every Bears game because uh, you know. My favourite team. Um, my local team, yeah, I'm going to put out a pod for them every week. So, uh, yeah, cheers, guys. Uh, please follow, share me about, put me everywhere. <laughs> you know, post me about if you want to. It would be super kind. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.